Thank you, Jesus. I'll read one verse of Scripture if you want to stand for that, and then we'll, we're going to give you several Scriptures today. And I want to be very honest with you tonight, or the day may sound more like a Wednesday night Bible study than a Sunday morning sermon. But I really, I really feel like the Lord has said some things to me over the last few days. And uh, I love getting alone with the Lord. And I don't know if you know this or not, but when you can't kill no deer, you can sure have a time with the Lord. So it ain't all about deer hunting. Sometimes you just get alone with Jesus. He talks to you. I was reading in John, the book of St. John, a few days ago, and uh, some scriptures leaped out at me. I don't know that I've ever just preached on these scriptures or from these scriptures particularly, but I want to use them today, and I want to begin at verse 20 of John 17. You want to put that on the screen for those of you who do not have your Bible. There's really no excuse because I know you got your phone and you can get the Bible on your phone. We used to say put your phones up, but now I say take your phones out. Get your Bible out. out. Let's see what the Lord has to say. I love this church. Thank you for being so wonderful and Thank you for blessing Erlene and I and all the things you've done. I just, I was thinking about this week. You just honored us so much a couple weeks ago, and you always do. Thank you for everything. God bless you. And I know I'm not, I'm not no, I know I'm not perfect, but you don't know that, so you just keep loving me. Verse 20, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also Notice this. This is Jesus talking. It's in red if you ever read that edition. But for them also which shall believe on me through the word or through their word, that they all may be one. He said, I'm praying not just for these, but for every believer on me through their word that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. He's talking to his I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, and thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, 
but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Now, I want to talk to you today about the power of one. The power of one. Everybody sit with me, the power of one. You may be seated. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John chapter 1. In verse 14, he says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We understand that there is one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Amen? There's none like him. There's none above him. There's none beside him. So what we find in John 17 is Jesus with his disciples praying, not only for his disciples but for every believer. And he was saying to them, Lord, I want them to become one and your church to become one as you and I are one. You have to understand the revelation of the oneness of God. And I'm not going deep into that today, but I must mention that to let you understand where I'm coming from. Because here's what the Bible said. Jesus himself said in John chapter 10 and verse 30, he said, I and my Father are one. Amen? They are one. Also, when Jesus was revealing himself to his own disciples in John 14, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. Could I put it in our, in our language? He said, Lord, you've been talking about the Father. Show us the Father and it will satisfy us. And Jesus said to him in verse 9, Have I been so long with you? And yet thou hast not known me, Philip, that he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest then thou show us the Father? So what I, what I want you to understand in the very outset is that Jesus' is prayer, you must understand who the Father is because the Father is spirit. Somebody say amen. Could I, could I just, I want, to, I want to preach a little bit, but I got a little, little foundation. The Spirit of God overshadowed Mary, the virgin, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a child who was a miracle child, and we believe that Mary was a virgin, and she gave child or gave birth to the child Jesus, and it was a miracle birth. Everybody said amen. So we do not believe that God is a person. The Father is not a person. The Father is a spirit. God is a spirit. John 4, 24. Why don't you just put that up there, Brother Tommy? John 4, 24 said God is a spirit. 
and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God in the beginning was not a person. God was only a spirit. I hope this doesn't confuse you today, but I have to say this to get you to where I want you to be in order for you to understand what God wants us to see. So what the Lord is doing in in John 17, Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. In other words, God the Spirit put on flesh in, in the book of Matthew. You can read about his birth. It was God wrapped up in a body. And when, when Jesus Christ began to grow and he grew into the age of priesthood, suddenly the power that was in him began to be revealed and he began to raise people from the dead and he began to, to heal the lepers and open blind eyes. And this was, this was God, the Bible called him God manifest in the flesh. The Bible tells us that he was God. And if you study the scripture very long, you will understand that what Jesus is saying is that I am in the spirit and the spirit is in me. It was his fleshly body praying to the spirit of God. There is not two or three or four or five or six persons in the Godhead. There is only one God, but there are many manifestations or several manifestations of God. And here's one of them. He is a spirit in creation. He is the son in redemption. He is the Holy Ghost in regeneration. He is still the only God. When you see Jesus Christ, you have seen the only fleshly God there is. And that's why the Bible said in John 1.18, no man hath seen God at any time because you can't see a spirit. So here's what Jesus was saying. When you've seen me, Philip, you're seeing the Father because I am in the Father and the Father is in me. I and my Father are one. So what he's praying in John 17 is this, that they may be one even as you and I, Father, are one. I want my children to become one. I want to preach a little bit today about the power of of one. I spoke two or three, four weeks ago, however long it's been, for just a brief moment on unity in this church. I want to pause right here and tell you I'm not preaching uh, about something that, that is not happening here. I thank God for the glory and the power of God that has brought this church together Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. There's unified praise. There's unified worship. There's unified giving. There's unified everything right now. But I want to tell you why God is moving so mightily. It's because there's power when we link up together and we link up with God and the power of the Lord begins to rule and reign in the church. Somebody shout amen. When God was speaking restoration to Israel in the book of Jeremiah, he said in the 32nd chapter and the 38th verse, he said, they shall be my people and I will be their God. And this is what he said, I will give them one heart. Everybody say one heart. 
He said, I will give them one heart and I will give them one way. Here's my message to you today. When we understand the power of one, when we understand that if I love you and if I love God, if I love everybody in this room, if I treat, look, ladies and gentlemen, can I just preach a little while today? We ain't never gonna see eye to eye. Some of y'all like harmony and I hate it. Some of y'all like English peace salad and I despise it. Come on now. I like coffee and some of you is not grown enough to drink it. We're never going to see eye to eye. Some of you has got on one color because you like it. Somebody else has got on another color because you like it. And you may or may not like what I have on. I may or not like what you have on. I may not even like the way you look and you probably don't like the way I look. But here's the problem. Here's, here's the problem. The devil wants to magnify our little differences. Don't, don't mount to a hill of Kentucky wonder beans and make us divided. Here's what the Lord wants. He said, if you just fall in love with me and you'll fall in love love with one another, I'm telling you there's power in one. There's power in power and power and power and more power than you can imagine when you come together in me. I've come to this church on this Sunday morning to tell you there's miracles, there's signs, there's wonders, there's glory when the church gets together in the same vision for the same things. Now, I'm going to confess a little something to you, okay? I thought I had this, and I did, until I went to LSU yesterday. I went to the game. I don't care if you know that. I ain't a hypocrite. I loved every minute of it. But I was sitting among 102,000 people, and there was a little bit of red through there, but not much. And, and, and I could say this about a lot of places, but I'm going to use this for an example. Because I told the car, the people in the car when they come home, I was sitting in that game thinking if the church could grasp what's going on right here, right now. Because let me tell you, it was unison. Everybody wanted the same thing. Everybody was looking for the same thing. Everybody was hollering and screaming and jumping up and down for the same thing. There wasn't some saying, well, I wish they'd do it this way. No, 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 no. We just wanted the same thing. I'm come to tell you if the church ever grasps what the world has got a hold of. in the power of one with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you not know that we can link up with him and there's power in his name? We sang about it today. Today, God will heal your family. God will take care of your cancer. God will take care of your tumors. God will heal your heart trouble. God will take care of the things that you can't take care of because there's power in one. Oh, you don't believe that. I'm going to take you to the Bible right now. You don't believe that. I'm going to take you to how this church began. This church didn't begin with a bunch of folks out here deciding, well, how are we going to do this? No, no, no. The Bible, you go read that. How many of you believe that the church began in Acts chapter 2? You believe that? The church began in Acts chapter 2. It was the birthday of the apostolic church. And here's what happened when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord and in one place, the power of one. 
And here's what the Bible said. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house where they were sitting had cloven tongues and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It's the power of one. Stay right there, Toby. I need all the help I can get today. You say, well, that was just one occasion. Oh, really? Read on down in that chapter. After the Holy Ghost had fell on 120 and then 3,000, and the Bible said in verse 46, they they continuing daily. Put it up there. They continuing daily. How? How? With one accord in the temple, they came together with one purpose, Dars. They came together. They didn't come for everybody to fight for their seat. They didn't come for everybody to say, well, look what she's doing. They came for God to move mightily. And that's why there was revival in the book of Acts. That's why there's going to be revival in Christian life. Because there's power in one. When we leak up with him, when the Holy Ghost gets upon us, and the power of God moves upon us, something's about to happen. Oh, no, it didn't stop there either. You go to Acts chapter 4, verse 31. When they had prayed, everybody say, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all, everybody say, everybody there. Say it with me, everybody there. They were all filled with, I wonder what would happen if we were all filled with the Holy Ghost today. I wonder what would happen if everybody here got the Holy Ghost today. I wonder what would happen if everybody here started talking in tongues today. I wonder what would happen if the Holy Ghost fell from the front to the back and from side to side. I'm telling you, there's power in one. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word with boldness. It didn't stop. Verse 32, and the multitude of them that believed were, you ready? Of one heart and one soul. Neither said they any of them that they ought to, ought of the things which he possessed was his own. They had all things, watch what the scripture said, they had all things in common. Well, they ain't sing my song, so I'm not doing anything. You spoiled hypocrite. Well, my singer's not on the platform today. What? My preacher did. What? It ain't about me, honey. It ain't about him. It ain't about him. It's about him. It ain't about me. Well, I just didn't like you. You know what you need to do? You need to become one. You need to get involved with God's purpose because let me tell you, we're not here just fighting the breeze today and the wind. We're we're here to give the devil a black eye. We're here to walk out with miracles today. We're here for somebody to walk out with a touch of God on their life that will forever change them. Woo! 
there's power when we get together for the same purpose, for the same cause, for the same things. God, when we put everything aside and we become to the place of the book of Acts church where all things are common among us. Why are you going to church? So somebody can be healed. Somebody can be saved. So I can get a touch of the Lord in my life. I'm going to worship him. What if, what if, what if ever service? Everybody here, look. Sometimes TV's not good for me when I watch religious channels. It isn't. Because I see people with hundreds and sometimes thousands. And when the song's sung, the whole congregation looks like, we got to, y'all don't mind me preaching, do you? That's a good thing because I am. We got a bunch of folks that sit around, it's been around forever, says, I wonder if we're going to make it to Piccadilly for the Baptists. They sing that song so many times. Now I'm reading some of your mail today. If it wasn't so hot in here, I'd shout. Well, the preacher keeps it cold in the auditorium all the time. Come on now, you you. I know what I'm saying. And, 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 well, I you look. If y'all want to do all that and be fanatic, you go at it. But that's just not my style. Well, what is your style? Why don't you just do something your style? I don't care if you shout, clap, raise your hands, holler, scream, run, roll. I don't care. Why don't you just show that God's on you? Why don't you just show that you appreciate his presence? Why don't you come out from the world and say, God, I'm getting in the church. I'm going to become one with you. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here that believes there's power in one? When we get our minds and our hearts together, there's no telling what God will do. Spectators, that's what we got, spectators. Spectators. <laughs> it's all through the New Testament. I could go over and over and over. Romans 12, Paul said, so we being many are one body in Christ. We're one. We're one. We've we got a lot of members, but we're one. He's, he goes through this in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. There be no divisions among you. You be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. It's the power of one. In, in, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, he said the body is one. It's got many members, and all the members of that body being member, being many, are still just one body. And so also are we in Christ. For by one spirit are we all raised up, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we, we be Republicans or Democrats, whether we be libertarians or independents, whether we be bond or free, we have made all things to drink of that one spirit. Now I wish all y'all believed like me because I'm sure the world would be better. But that's not necessarily your opinion. Everybody with me today? 
You see, see, here's the deal. The devil takes the smallest things and tries to make us alienated from this one or that one. When we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, we are all Holy Ghost-fueled people that ought to be seeking the same thing. There's going to be a revival in the land. There's going to be a healing come to the house. There's going to be miracles, signs, and wonders in the latter days when people understand that we are one. We are one. We are one. I, I, I can't even tell you. I started that story. Let me let me finish it. Let me finish it. I, I, I was there late. I stayed to the finish. I couldn't leave. I'm sorry. It was late when I got home, but I'm out worshiping. Nine out of ten of you right here today. That don't stop me from doing what God wants me to do. But when that game, when that final pass, and that guy scored that extra point, the two-point conversion, the place exploded. And people were running and jumping and screaming. I mean, dignified people became undignified. And yeah, they, they got some alcoholic beverage and one guy poured one right down my back. I smell like a brewery coming home. But it didn't affect me. I, I don't have to do all that stuff. But here's the deal. I saw the power of one in action last night. I, you could see the power of one with any team of any kind of any church of any kind when they come together for the cause that they're coming for and they put their minds and their hearts and their spirit in one. I'm, I'm thinking, honestly, I'm sitting in the, in the stand saying, my God, why can't this get a hold of Christian life? Why, why can't, I, there's a guy that sits in front of me. I don't know him from Adam. I just know his name's Monty and I know he's crazy. First time I ever went to a game, Brother Eric, he turned around when they made a good play and poked me right in the chest. I'm not, I'm not talking about he tapped me. He poked me, and so I just poked him back. Last night, ask Jeff, ask Bryce. I'm telling you, the man's crazy. Last night, he, he jumped and hollered, fell over on me. And I, I, I'm thinking, Monty, you've lost your mind. But that was his God. That's what he came for. That's what he wanted. I wonder what would happen in the church. I don't, I know, I know this is better than LSU. I know this is better than a ball game. I know this is life eternal. I know this is redemption at its best. Why don't somebody get the power of one? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You go ahead and let the devil drag you off and pout about something. You go ahead and let the devil make you mad at somebody. You go ahead and let the devil pull you away from the church. Let me tell you something. This is my life. This is what I want to be. This is where I want to live. This is what I want to do. I'm not going to separate myself from the body of Christ. I may not like you and what you do. I may not like how you perform. 
But here's what I do like. We are his body and we are his blood and we are his family. And let me tell you, God cares about this church and he wants this church full of power. He don't want this to be an ordinary church. They don't need to walk in here and it feel like the first church of Refrigidaire. They need to walk in here and feel the fire of God falling in this place and somebody slain in the spirit. Somebody filled with the power of God. So Jesus said, Lord, here's my prayer for my church. I want them to be one as you and I are one. I want them to do and to understand what we understand. And he's, the flesh is praying to the spirit. But I'll tell you what, his spirit was, the spirit was in him and he was in the spirit. That's why at the cross, he picked his, he tucked his head on the cross when the spirit, the spirit had to leave the body. God had to leave that body or the body would have never died because God is life and God is breath and God is bread and God is light. And so was Jesus Christ. But when he bowed his head and said my God my God why hast thou forsaken me the spirit had to leave the body so the body could die terrible isn't it no it's not terrible because three days later they sealed the tomb they put all the, the guards around they had everything in order we're not going to let them steal the body of Jesus but let me tell you you can seal what you want to when the presence of God gets ready to move it'll move when the spirit of God gets ready to come it'll come and the Bible tells us that the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead if it dwell in you it shall also quicken your mortal body because what happened on the third day is God the spirit went back into the tomb and went back into the body and he came out of the tomb resurrected because they were one because they were one anybody believe what I'm preaching today because they were one So here's my challenge. Let's stand. Here's my challenge. I'm through. I got three minutes, but I'm through. Here's my challenge to you today. Don't be isolated and don't be insulated and don't think you're better than anybody else and don't think you're not as good as somebody else. Don't get off and have a pout party, a pity party. Don't, don't get a chip on your shoulder and say, well, nobody likes what I do. Jesus does. Devil's always gonna have grumblers and complainers around the church. Always has had, always will have. But if the body becomes one, if the body of Christ becomes one, if we all get in one mind with one accord, and we all get one thing in common, and that is the cause of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, this place is gonna erupt in revival. This place is gonna look at. It. They ain't gonna all smell the way you do. They ain't gonna all act the way you do. They not even all gonna dress the way you do. They're not gonna act everything you think a Christian ought to act. But I'll tell you what will happen if we'll get our mind on God and we'll get our eyes on Him. There's no telling what God's gonna do at Christian Life Church because when we get the power of one, when we get the power of one, there's gonna come a revival in this church.
rid of your judgmental attitude. You're not qualified to judge nobody. Besides that, God didn't call you to be a judge. He called you to be a witness. There's a difference in the courtroom. You go to court, there's a judge, but there's also witnesses. And you know what witnesses do? The judge don't do this, but you know what witnesses do? They just tell what they've seen and heard. That's all they do. They tell what happened. Am I right? How about we become witnesses and put our judge cloaks down? You're not, you're not fooling me. I've been around the church for a while, see. I watch people come in and some of you old saints that have been around for a while. God bless you. I love you. But you know what? You, you, you can't tell God who can save and who he can't. I don't care if they've been here humpteen dozen times. I don't care if they've prayed through every revival since 1960. You can't tell God who can save. Well, I don't know how they're going to get forgiveness. That's why you're not God. Elbow your neighbor and say, he's preaching today. I'm not just preaching, I'm saying something. But it's been on me. I, I, I was sitting in my recliner and reading, and Jesus said, Father, I just pray that they can become one, every believer, that they could become one as we are one. Let them be one with me. Let them be one with you. Let them be one. Let me, let me tell you, let them be one with one another because the devil is scared to death of the power of one. He's scared to death when we become one. If he can't stand it when we become one. Oh, somebody help me worship him right now. Everybody in the house, put your hands up and let's give God some praise. close with this scripture. You ready? 1 Peter chapter 3. You ought to mark it in your Bible. Chapter 3 verse 8. Finally. Everybody say that means the end. Come on. Finally. Be ye all of one mind. Having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing but contrarywise blessing knowing that ye are thereunto called that you should inherit a blessing but it starts with being of one mind let me tell you a little bit about heaven you ready First of all, there are going to be some folks there you don't think's going. You just better hope you make it with that attitude. There could be some folks that say, ah, they ain't going. He's got a church. Now, I believe they're blood-bought. I believe they're Holy Ghost filled. I believe they're Jesus' name baptized. I believe they're living for God. I believe that. But you know what? We've become, we've become so divided that we all got our beliefs of who's going to make it and who not. Quit worrying about that. Heaven's big enough for all of us. I hope everybody makes it. 
Amen. But, but, but just let me, let me say a couple things to you before I let you go today. I didn't, I'm not even giving an altar call today. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to let you leave with this on your heart because I want you to go home and pray through and say, God, I want you to help me to love my neighbor. And that sister that I didn't like and I despised and she said stuff against me, God, I will forgive her and I'm going to be right with God and right with her. And the next time I see her, I'm going to hug her neck. I remember my dad telling about about somebody coming to him about their mother-in-law and what are we going to do and my mother-in-law this. He said, go bake her a cake. He, she said, you serious? He said, I'm serious. Go bake her a cake. Why? Because a soft answer turneth away wrath. Because when you love people, they can't fight with you. When you just keep on having compassion, they can't argue with that. If you fight, they got to fight. If you argue, they'll argue. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a vision of heaven. A big place. 1,200 miles that way. 1,200 miles this way. 1,200 miles that way. That's a pretty big place. And I want you to look around heaven and say, now, Lord, I just want to make it. If Gage goes, that's good. If David goes, I want him to go. If Matt goes, I want him to go. But Lord, more than anything else, I want to go. And so I'm going to get on number one right. And I'm going to get in tune with the church. And I'm going to get in tune with God. And when this day is done, I'm going to be one with the church of the living God. Because my final destination is not here. It's up there. Now, who are you going to see in heaven? I don't want to make some of you mad. But the Lord got to meet me a few days ago and he said, and he, he called me by my name. He said, David, do you really think, do you really think you got a lease on this? And nobody else, man. You know what? They, they came to Jesus. The disciples came to Jesus one time and said, Lord, they're, 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 they're casting out devils in your name. They might cast And they're not of us. They don't go to our church. They're not in our, in our path. They're, they're doing stuff we ought to be doing. You know what Jesus said to them? You ready? Leave them alone. If they're not against us, they're for us. Just leave them alone. They may not see everything you see yet. But I'm going to tell you, if you pray, God will reveal. And when people get the Holy Ghost, the truth, I could preach another hour here right now. When the truth of God comes, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. If you don't see what I'm saying today, it's coming to you if you'll pray in the Holy Ghost. But when we become one, it's not going to matter about this one or that one or who or where. What's going to matter is that I love God and I love my church and I love the body of Christ and I'm getting ready to leave here and I want everybody to go with me.
we say, let's all stand and worship. What are we going to do? We're all, say it with me, we're all going to worship. So next time we say, listen real close. Let's all come to the front. What are we going to do? We're going to all come to the front. What are we going to do? We're all going to sing. Not three quarters of us. Not half of us. Not a few of us. Because there's power in one. And I'm going to say this and I'm out of here. I've already went 10 minutes past when I said I was closing. I just had my landing gear down. I've been circling the airport. I really am going in now. But listen to me. Listen to me. If you'll do what I'm telling you, it makes the devil so mad and so nervous. When, look, I don't care. Look at me. I don't care what you've been involved in all week long. This is the house of forgiveness. This is the house where you can make it right. This is the house where God will take you back and baptize you in the blood of Calvary. This is a place you say, well, I don't feel worthy to worship. You Look, you're worthy to worship. He wants everybody worshiping him. The trees worship him. The rivers worship him. The mountains worship him. The valleys worship Every part of nature worships God and he wants people to worship him. Well, I just don't know if I can do it. You do it because you want to be in the power of one. I love you. Go home. I'll see you later.